Welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast with your host, Heather Mann. Hello and welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. My name is Heather and this is the 17th episode of the show. Um, So if you listened last week, you know that I... Well, my sister, um, because of coronavirus, is working from home at the moment and she is an OT and um, so I've given her the study to work from there because, I mean, to do OT, which is all about like action and helping people like do normal things like handwriting. So she works with kids. So it's a lot of like handwriting um, and stuff like that. So to do that from home has been hard enough. I mean, a lot of these kids have... ADD and autism so to get them to focus on the computer screen is tricky enough so I said like take the study do whatever you need to do so last week I recorded in the living room but I didn't really like the acoustics in there it's a massive space um so this week I'm recording in the car and it's super cozy for now we'll see how it goes I should have cracked a window or something that would have been smart but anyway recording in the car um I hope that you're all doing well or just whatever version of well is um, going on for you guys right now. I'm so tired. I'm recording this literally, I think, about an hour before the exact um, full moon in Libra. And I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be recording it today um, because, yeah, I'm just really tired and all over the place. And again, trying to release perfectionism. I haven't made any notes, so I'm not really sure how this episode's going to go. So I'm just going to chat and we'll just see what comes up. Um, we're going to be talking about one particular gate in the human design chart, the gate 63, and how I feel it's really applicable um, to be channeling that gate right now, um, how to use it to its highest potential, sort of some of the lower expressions that we can get trapped in with that gate. So whether you have this particular gate or not, um, you can still listen because A, you're definitely going to know people in your life who have this gate and B, um, one of the biggest things in human design is that it's just like in astrology where you have every single sign somewhere in the chart. Even if you don't have like your sun in Taurus, you still have Taurus somewhere in your chart. In human design, you have all of the gates, you have all of the energy centers, you have all of the channels they're just either defined or activated or undefined or like inconsistent. So whether you have this gate consistently, so whether it's activated in your specific chart or if you experience it in a more inconsistent way, which means that you take that energy in from the world around you um, and experience it from a lot of different points of view, you will experience the like what gate 63 is. So you're going to um, learn and take things away from today and the rest of this chat anyway. So, um, like I'm supposed to be, well, not supposed to be, I am moving houses this weekend, like Easter weekend. I have not packed at all. Um, I sort of started doing a little bit. I poured some of the dirt out of the pots in my backyard, but that's about as far as I've gotten so far. So I don't really know where I'm at right now. And if that's where you're at right now, like I've really... I see you like if you can't do much else right now except for watch Netflix sit on the couch like I get you I feel you I did touch on this last week but honestly like the messages that have been coming at us from every which way to be productive and make our dreams come true in this 
this like strange point in time where everything's uncertain and I truly feel that we um especially the people who are like I can imagine the people who are listening to this and the people who are in this work and the people who are interested in human design and astrology and these other things we're like sensitive people we're processing the grief and the doubts and the fears and the pain of genuinely the entire human collective across time all the things that are coming up right now like even if it's taken this long the fear in unemployment the fear in being told to stay in our homes and not being allowed to go outside the fear in like well what if we run out of food uh the fear in getting sick like all these deep survivalist fears that have been living inside us living inside our bodies passed down through generations like literally through our entire ancestry these fears have been in existence and it's right now when we are equipped and we are more or less safe to a certain extent um to process these these massive fears, this massive amount of grief now. So that's a lot to cope with. And so if you don't really feel like getting your entire life's work done in this next few weeks or, you know, starting some crazy workout where you, I don't know, have to do a 45-minute workout every single day or whatever it is that you are being told you should use this time to do to be productive, if you're not feeling up to that, like 100%, like don't. Um, for me... I think like the last couple of days, uh, well, really for the last couple of weeks, this massive amount of grief has been coming up. And grief is not an emotion that I've been super comfortable with or really even spoken about or addressed. I was just like, oh, I've never had anyone particularly really close to me die. So, um, you know, I have no right to feel grief. Um, but I think a lot of what I'm realizing now is that Every single time that something ends, even if it's something that we didn't even like, so when we leave a job, even if we didn't like it, like, you know, if you were forced out of a job and even if you didn't like it, like that's an ending. And if you didn't really get that time to grieve and, you know, if you were laid off on the spot because of coronavirus or whatever it is that's going on for you right now, just giving yourself that space and that freedom to grieve what it is and like have your goodbye, like say farewell, thank it for what it was to your life right then rather than forcing yourself to be like, oh, well, that's gone and now I can't think of it over again. You know, we force ourselves to be like, oh, that was that was ages ago, that's over, like, you know, chin up, move on. Like there's not in our, in our human collective that we don't allow a lot of space for grief. We're super uncomfortable by it. Um, and so my, with all this going on, I've um, had a couple of sessions with, a couple of different people and both times what we've spoken about is um, my childhood best friend, uh, how he, he, I moved schools, we sort of lost contact and over the next two-year period when we just lost contact, um, he lost both his parents were like within a two-year period and just letting myself go through that grief process which at the time as a six-year-old, as an eight-year-old, I wasn't, I didn't feel equipped to deal with and nobody, and it's not their fault, like none of the adults in my life had the languaging or the capacity to let me feel that pain, like, um, and just working through that. And so I haven't felt like doing much. I haven't felt up to much. Like, I feel like I'm going through so much internally that I just 
<laughs> don't want to spend all day doing things. Um, like if when you like you don't need to push yourself to do more than you feel connected or like feel actually inspired to do right now. Like it's when we rest and let ourselves move through the stuff that needs to be moved through, that's begging to be moved through, like these little pieces, these little strings that tug on our heart and are like, hey, listen to me, like like I'm saying this to myself right now too, like that is when we will in time feel that it's the right time to come back to what you were working on, like come back to that more productive part of you or, you know, maybe you'll reach the end of this this grief process or whatever it is that you're moving through and you'll realize that it's better to actually abandon everything you were working on and start anew because it doesn't feel, um, you don't feel connected to it anymore. Like just don't be afraid of of starting fresh, of starting all over again and don't be afraid of stopping for a while. Like even when it comes to growth and healing and working on yourself and whatever else it is, like you might not need to interact it in with the ways that you used to. There's so much power. There is so much potency floating through the air right now. You might not need to do all these specific practices to like move through the emotions in your body. Like for me right now, all I'm doing when an emotion comes up is just sit with it and just let it run through my body. Like just do what it needs to do. I'm not searching for things to work on, which I feel like is a trap that a lot of us can get stuck in. Like always looking around for like, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Like oh, I must have this block. Where does that come from? Like, let me find that childhood experience that's blocking me in this way. Um, And that, like, constantly searching for things to work on, it's going to play in nicely to that gate 63 that we're going to be chatting about later. So just let your body and your mind just be how it needs to be. Like, what is the part of you that feels unsafe? Like, what is that part of you begging for? Like, does it just want permission to sleep until midday? Permission to skip that skip that workout? Um, permission to binge watch the entire Harry Potter Harry Potter movie series just within one entire day? Like, can you take back the power? Like, reclaim your power from a society that glamorizes productivity and just give yourself that permission because there's so much power within that. Um. Anyway, one other announcement before we get into gate 63. So if you want to spend this time when you're at home or might be a little less busy than particular, but maybe you're more busy than usual. Um, if you want to spend this time learning, like diving deeper into human design and learning a bit more than just their energy types and authorities, then I've created a resource, which is a it's like a deep journey into each of the human design energy centers, like all in one, all in one PDF book. Um, and it goes into how each of the energy centers express, whether they're defined and then when they're undefined and the wisdom and gifts that are natural within each expression of the, the energy centers. And I've made this for people who are like me, like when I was first starting to starting to study human design, it was really hard to find quality, digestible and not awful and negative information on anything except the types and maybe the authorities anywhere um, online without enrolling in an entire three-year course. And that's just not for me. Like the way I learned human design and the way that I now approach learning anything, um, knowing that I am a 3-5 profile and have a, have a right-facing mind arrow And if that means nothing to you, you can go back to one of the very first episodes that I recorded on this podcast. Um, 
it's all about like your learning style in the human design and astrology charts and you can re- like get a better idea of the way that you process information and you take in information and learn. Um, so the way that I learned, like knowing all this about myself, is that I read and research a lot, like a lot of different teachers' points of view on a particular topic. For me, it doesn't work to have just one teacher, to have just one three-year three course. Like, you know, I read books, I bought talks, videos, lessons, and so on, all on human design. And then I'd let the information sit in my system and just absorb and mix with what I already already know to be true from my own life experiences. And then I'd take that information, pull the charts of as many people as I could get their birth info on and just observe how this stuff played out in real life people. Like I didn't want to be just committed to one single teacher for all my studies. I prefer to pick and choose my teachers, but it's tricky to get access to that, to that, um, online in human design there's still not a lot of information out there for people wanting to learn deeper like not just for themselves but to learn for family and friends and um even clients as well so that's why I created this this book so it's kind of the learned compilation of my experiences with each of the energy centers um and comes from observing friends family clients living with these energy centers in the parts that where I don't have have it um So anyway, I'm going to leave the link for more information on that PDF resource in the show notes. Um, I haven't told anybody except you guys on my email list about it yet because it's just on like an early release special price um, for you guys. And that's until next Wednesday. It'll be at the cheaper price. So I'll put that link below. Anyway, so now I think let's get into it. Gate 63. Um... Yeah, again, so I'm doing this without notes. So I'm just going to talk and we'll see how we go. So gate 63 is located in the head center of human design. So it's in that very top head center where there's actually only three gates. So that's the least amount of gates of any of the centers. There's, um, and it's the, it's the right gate. And the head center is one of the two pressure centers in human design. So the root center and the head center, they're what's called pressure centers. And the pressure from the root, the root center, is that real pressure to do, that pressure to take action, that pressure to get things done. The pressure from the head center is the pressure to figure things out. It's the pressure to find the answers. Um, And how that expresses in gate 63. So gate 63 is referred to um, as the gate of doubt. And also I prefer to call it Some people call it the gate of questioning, but I sort of call it the gate of discernment. So we'll speak about each of those sort of energies as we go through, Um, but they're all like a perfectly acceptable name for this gate. Like they all make total sense. I think the official name like on the human design chart is the gate of doubt. And when that gate is coming with like channeled through this pressure to, to find the answers, it's this sense that you can never really know the answer, this consistent doubt that keeps niggling up, this con- constant like, well, you know, do I actually have all the information? Like there's always this sense of like, well, there's still more that I could find. There's still more information that I could find. Like um, you're consistently questioning like, well, what is actually true? And so um, <clears throat> people with gate 63, like there's, I think, they are so important right now. Um, 
so going into that, I mean, we're at this time, this strange, weird time in history where nobody actually knows exactly what's going on. Like, even if you think you know all the information and, you know, you think that you can trust the information that we're being told by the media, there is always going to be that niggle of doubt because, I mean, there was that whole situation where a news a news station uh, played information, like played an image of a New York hospital, um, but it, it actually came out that they were re- re-showing the same image from like an Italian hospital that they'd used five days earlier or something like that. You know, so there are these consistent doubts that are placed in our mind that we can't actually trust what we're being told, can't actually trust what we're being seen. And I went down a massive rabbit hole, massive wormhole yesterday, just through like every single potential conspiracy theory, like 5G, like is the government just trying to create a martial law state, et cetera, et cetera. Like went through every little potential um, conspiracy theory that might be true just to, like I feel like I've got my feet grounded enough by this stage that I can read all that and sort of have discernment, like use that gate 63 energy, have discernment for like, okay, well, what's actually true? What do I actually want to put my energy into believing and trusting? And is it in my best interest to consistently live in doubt and suspicion of everything that's going on in the world? Or can I just have that open mind, have that open mind that, hey, maybe not everything is as it seems? Like that is massive for Gate 63, this awareness that, hey, um, maybe I'm not getting the full picture here from just what's on the surface like maybe some extra digging does need to be done some extra questioning does need to be done like can have that and then sort of still move forward with your life so the issue with gate 63 is when they get well there are two potential ways that this energy might express in like a lower expression so the first potential is that you get trapped in constant this constant fight to get to the bottom of things. So let's say, like using this particular example, we're never going to actually know the truth. Like that is the biggest and most often terrifying thing for us to accept, especially with gate 63, like people with gate 63 activated. It's like you're never actually going to get to the bottom of things. You have an incredibly powerful mind and like ability, like the ability to question and doubt everything that gets thrown at you is so powerful. And when that is channeled into the collective good, that is going to um, literally like change lives and change the course of the way things goes because if we just accept things at face value like we're never going to be inspired to change anything we're never going to have that sort of creative thinking of like oh well what if this goes wrong like why don't we um create a little change there and then all of a sudden things are going to work a lot better so it's such a powerful energy such a powerful mental energy um but when you're consistently (laughs) like never accepting things as they are and just always being like oh but then this could go wrong oh this could go wrong like oh but then what if this what if this like no I think we're being lied to like if you get completely trapped in that you're going to um you're gonna get stuck like there has to be a level of acceptance that we as humans like we're not designed to be completely 100% certain of anything so with this gate 63 can you embrace some level of uncertainty can you actually like welcome that in and recognize that you're never going to have all the answers, all the doubts, all the nigg- like little niggles and questions. They're never going to be completely eradicated. Like there's always going to be 
hmm, what if this? Like, hmm, what if this person isn't telling the truth? Like, do I have all the information? Like, you're never going to have absolute certainty and 100% clarity of anything. So can you be okay with that and find some level of peace within that? And um, the other... The other issue that can arise with gate 63 is when this doubt, so if you are operating in doubt, if you um, if you turn that inwards, like if you don't have a healthy external channel for this doubt and this questioning mind that you have. So what you have is really like a scientific mind with this gate 63. It's someone who's like, Oh, what is the scientific approach? I can't even like think of it, but it's like you, you're never a hundred percent sure. You're always like, um, looking for the potential things that disprove your hypothesis. Um, I'm trying to channel my big bang memories from when I was obsessed with the big bang theory a little bit earlier this year. But anyway, so it really is gate 63 is the scientific mind. And so when that is not being channeled outward into kind of like the collective good and what's going on in the world and like actual scientific theories and however you want to use that particular energy and like gift that you have, when it's actually like being forced inwards, like what is that? That's self-doubt. That is continuously questioning and doubting your own abilities. Is continually continuously questioning and doubting your right to exist. Like if you're good enough, if you can actually do this, like um, whenever there is something that you want to do, all <laughs> all that your mind is going to be full of is like, oh, but what if this happens? But what if this happens? Like all the potential things going wrong are going to be thrown at you by your mind, by this questioning mind, which is so powerful when it's used outwards. But when it's like forced inwards on yourself, it's just creating this consistent sense of self-doubt and never never being secure and certain of your own ability to do anything. And that can kind of get you stuck in the uncertainty and see you never taking a step forward. And I have a couple people in my life, like I don't have gate 63. Um, so I do experience this in a more inconsistent way, but I have two people pretty close to me in my life who do have gate 63. And so when I think about this gate, I sort of really thought about them and how the similarities and differences I see in them too. So one of the things I do notice is this, yes, there is that internal self-doubt and I see that, but it, what can happen is that it can get projected outwards too. So um, this doubt about other people, doubt about other people's intentions, doubt about what other people think about you or how other people feel about you, this never feeling totally comfortable around and within relationships, like around other people, because there's constantly this um, little niggle of doubt, this little questioning mind coming up in you, like, oh, did they actually mean what they said they meant? You know, like, what did they mean when they said this? Like, can I actually trust them? Like, even though they said they'd be there at this time, will they actually? All these little questions that create this sort of barrier around you that prevent you from truly and completely just surrendering to the fact that, like, we're never going to know we can never know a person's intentions or beliefs or whatever, 100%. Again, it's that embracing of uncertainty, especially when it comes to other people. Like you're never going to know them um, and where they're coming from and 
what they want from you and what they're doing with you 100%. So there needs to be like that sort of open-hearted trust. Like, can you lean into that open-hearted trust, even though there is uncertainty and how terrifying that can be? Like for someone with a gate 63, um, can you still like embrace that uncertainty and find the capacity to trust the per like tr- just trust that the person has the best has your best intentions at heart um and that's going to be massive for relationships with gate 63 so there is of course that that is the potential like lower expression or like the the sort of shadow side of gate 63 whereas when you can um, begin to project this skill, this gift to notice all the potential things that could go wrong, like all the potential questions and doubts that arise within your mind, all the potential like places where we shouldn't potentially trust things. When you can take that and put that outside of yourself, outside of your immediate circle and into like maybe a business, um, a business, uh, experience or, even just like the greater wide world. So as I was giving the example before of conspiracy theories and what exactly is going on right now, when you can use that, like that is super powerful and that's when you are absolutely at your best. Like there's this, you just have this really deep intuitive knowing that everything's not exactly as it seems to be right now and I don't know exactly how things are wrong but I'm willing to do the research and to dive in and question people and question circumstances and use that powerful mind, use that pressure to figure things out for good. Like that's, that is an absolute superpower that you guys have. And the other thing that I notice with um, my two, the two people close to me that have this gate is they both, and they don't know each other, they both have a really deep interest in history, which I think is so interesting because the gate 63, because it wants certainty, it wants to like eradicate all doubt, it wants to ask all the questions, there can be this interest in looking backwards to see the patterns to find that sort of sense of security. Like, well, how did things go in the past? Like if we looked at things from this point of view, how did they how did they play out the past? And that's one bit of it. But then they both also will look at history and question like, well, A, is this actually the way things went? And B, what was wrong with the way things went right there, right? Like in that time? And how could we improve on things now? Like how can we use the information that we glean from history? Um, and how badly, you know, particular circumstances turned out and what was actually wrong there? Like, just diving into all the potential, like, well, was it because of this? Was it because of this? Like, um, looking at history and truly analyzing it for all the potential things that were wrong and using that to, um, to do better now and to make suggestions for how things could operate better now. So I just think that is really interesting. This, like, I'm not sure, like if you have gate 63 and you are also super interested in history, I would love to hear from you and just, even just your perspective on how this gate um, gate plays out for you. So, yeah, that's just one little thing that I noticed when I was reflecting on, like, whenever I think about a gate this deeply, I'm going to, like I said, relate it to the people in my life who I know express this energy and 
these two people, I was just like, hmm, that's really interesting, that like interest in history. I mean, it makes perfect sense about the looking for patterns and looking for certainty and like, oh, well, this is how things work before. So we can glean, we can like, yes, have that scientific mind of, oh, um, this is how things went before. And I'm just looking now for questions and doubts that prove that thing wrong. So yeah, when you think about it like that, I'm just like, oh, that makes so much sense. And I think... I think that's all on gate 63. I hope it was useful. And again, like if you, you or someone, you know, have gate 63, like we can connect on Instagram, um, or whatever. And I'd love to get your point of view on that. And anyway, I hope you guys do have a good week or whatever's going on for you right now. And I will chat to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. If you've taken anything from the show or learned anything, I'd love it if you would leave me a friendly uh, rating or review on iTunes or whatever kind of podcasting app that you utilize. And if you want to connect with me via the internet, uh, my Instagram is underscore Heather Man. And my website will be linked in the show notes. It's www.heathermanhumandesign.com. I will see you next week. Thank you.